everyone, welcome to God's Plan, Your Part, Year 2, where this year we're reading through and studying the entire New Testament, one chapter at a time. Thanks again for joining us in discovering God's plan and your part in it. Have you ever heard someone tell you a story and they get to the last line of the story and you wonder, why didn't they just say that? That probably would have saved me a good like five minutes of my life. Um, Today, we read through one of those stories where I felt the exact same way uh, because I could not really tell what was going on until pretty much the end of the story. And I think, unfortunately, I fall victim to being a long storyteller. Anyway, would you agree? (laughs) So maybe I'm a little bit. I certainly can be a longer storyteller than you can. Oh, man. But you entertain along the way. I'm not very good at that. But anyway, that being said, Matthew 20 opens with one of these stories today. And we hear a little bit of repeated themes, as we have heard in previous chapters, as well as an interesting moment where this uh, mama bear comes out to kind of uh, vouch for her kids uh, with the, the mother of John and James vouching for her boys. So I wish you guys could have seen uh, Jenny's reaction when we finished Matthew chapter 20. I think she was kind of more frustrated than she puts on with this vineyard story. Uh, She accused Jesus of telling a story like Norm MacDonald might tell a story. If you know anything about him, he blubbers on forever (laughs) about ridiculous nonsense that really doesn't feel like it means anything. And then he says a really dumb, stupid punchline at the very end. And that is exactly how this felt. Maybe you're a Norm fan. Maybe you're not. We don't necessarily endorse everything <laughs> that he does. Say, nope, so that, not at all. So it's important to understand that. Uh, Jesus tells what does seem to be a lengthier parable about uh, people caring for a vineyard. So basically, this man who owns the property goes out and hires day laborers starting out in the morning and recruiting people all the way until the evening. Go back. Read the chapter for yourself or listen to the chapter here at the end uh, of the recording for yourself is way more important that you hear God's word than our words. Um, But the story kind of draws on and essentially what happens is um, this man is hiring people throughout the day to work at the vineyard. And at the end of the day, he pays all of them exactly the same amount. The first thing you need to understand is that one denarius is what people are getting paid at the end of the day. And one denarius is what a Roman soldier was paid for one day's work. So one denarius for a day's work is actually decent pay. Like it's, it's, fairly competitive in this time. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's decent money. And the guys that were hired and worked about an hour at the end of the day, they got paid one denarius. And the guys that were hired in the early morning and worked the entire day, they got paid one denarius. And what do you think happens, Jenny? (laughs) Somebody gets jealous and kind of question, I guess, what they are paid So Jesus ends the last verse of this section, verse 16 says, so the last will be first and the first last. And that's where I'm like, why didn't he just say that? Well, he's been saying that over and over and over again. again, I don't know. It just feels like a long drawn out. So this is it. I guess it's not a confusing story. Like it's pretty straightforward. There's definitely far more confusing parables out there. It's true. um, Because you can clearly see that the people that only worked for an hour and got paid the same amount as the people that worked all day. Um, they seem like they got an advantage, I guess. And you can also probably understand that if you had worked all day long in the heat, you would be upset as well. The thing that is really interesting to notice 
is that Jesus here is saying that the kingdom of heaven is like a master of a house who went out early in the morning to hire these laborers. So the kingdom of heaven is similar to this story. And what we can learn about God from this story is that he is incredibly generous, incredibly generous. The people who started in the morning got paid a fair wage. Like they got paid Mm -hmm. um, what would be a competitive wage in that day. And the people who only worked an hour got an incredibly generous wage. So everybody got paid well. So I guess maybe something that I overlooked is perhaps when you put it in light of a life that is dedicated to Christ. Yeah. Recognizing that he is the savior. Somebody who was saved when they're 15 years old and they die when they're 85 versus somebody who is saved when they're 84 years old and they die when they're 85. Like the grace is still there regardless. And like the reward of living with God eternally it's, it's fantastic. It's not like it's not like one is worth more than the exactly. other. Exactly. So I think that perhaps paints the picture a little bit better in my mind. There's two takeaways from this. One, the actual people listening to this story, like the disciples that Jesus chose, it was important that they understood that the people who came to Christ after them mm-hmm. were not less worthy right. than them. Right. Keep in mind, and this is important for another story we're going to get into, Jesus had just told them in um, Matthew 19, verse 28, I think. Yeah, verse 28, that they would sit on 12 thrones judging the 12 tribes of Israel. Mm-hmm. That might go to your head a little bit. Just a little, now, because they would have grown up understanding and knowing what those tribes were, how long that exactly. lineage has gone back. So he had just told them that they're going to sit on thrones and rule the people, which we do see that happen in Revelation, by the way. Um, so I think this is a good humble pill for them to be like, hey, do not resent people that come after you. Your lives are going to be tough. You are going to serve and do some pretty hard work to honor me and honor God. Um, Don't resent people that come after you. So this was a, a lesson for the disciples to stay humble. This is also a lesson for us to stay humble. Mm -hmm. If you've been a Christian since the time you were 10 and you took God's word very serious, you've been obedient to his commandments, you should not resent somebody who turns from a life of sin when they're 60. You should be happy that they are turning from their life of sin when they're 60. We shouldn't be jealous of them. We shouldn't be resentful of them. We shouldn't say things like, well, why didn't you do that sooner? I mean, Yes, your life is always better if you do that sooner, but we should not resent people who come under the authority of Christ because what we learn about God in this passage is that he is incredibly generous. Remember, getting paid one denarius for a day's work is a really good wage. So God is actually blessing everyone in the story, and Jesus is encouraging people not to be resentful of people who appear to have done less work. So everybody gets a good reward. The other way that people have taken this is that the vine and the vineyard were oftentimes understood to be symbols for Israel. And so some people have looked at this story and said, ah, this is interesting. This is God reminding the disciples not to be bitter when the work is expanded beyond the vineyard, beyond the nation of Israel, and Gentiles start to come in. Do not resent the Gentiles who are going to soon be grafted into the family and enjoy the same reward that you have enjoyed. And that's going to be a lot of what the message of the New Testament is. So on the surface, the story is a little bit confusing, but it's actually a pretty, pretty cool story and very encouraging theology. You may have won me over. (laughs) Anyway, 
I did talk about the beginning of the episode that there is going to be a little bit of repetition. Again, in this small section, verses 17 to 19, Jesus again kind of brings up the fact that he will um, be dying soon. And I'm sure that, again, this is just like that, that cranking up the temperature a little Mm -hmm. bit. It's like this constant reminder. And then right after that is, again, what I was alluding to at the beginning of the episode about this mama bear kind of thing. And I see her acting on behalf of her sons because she wants what's best for them. And you had alluded to the fact that this may have been a reflection again of the conversation we just talked about from chapter 19, where he said that the disciples would be seated and roll over. So um, often, so often we hear the Bible taught like out of context across long periods of time. So it's very, it's very worthwhile to go back and look at Matthew chapter 19, because at the very end of 19, Jesus tells them they're going to sit on thrones and judge the the 12 tribes and rule Mm -hmm. over the 12 tribes. So this mom probably heard that and is probably like, here's my chance. Now, if you're anything like me, uh, when my mom says, I'd like to talk to your boss, I'm like, absolutely <laughs> not. No, you're not going to do that. You are not allowed to do that. Uh, and, and mom listens to this. Mom, you're not allowed to do that. Um, I think James and John should have done that. I think they should have said, no, mom, don't speak to Jesus. Uh-huh. Well, and what she says, it's it's kind of like it's endearing because I think she really cares about her sons and she wants them yeah. to be like, um, I guess, like taken care of or held in high regard, but at the same time does not understand in any way what she is actually asking for, because what she wants is for her sons to be seated at the right and left hand of Jesus. And what that entails is far more than what she understands it to be. Well, I mean, she is understanding like this physical kingdom. Correct. Like, and, and the fame, glory, all the things I would actual guess. ruler. Yeah. And so the the left and right hand is like they are, you know, vice presidents or whatever, like they're mm-hmm. second in command. They have a lot of authority. But Jesus says, hey, I'm not sure you want to drink the cup that I have to drink. And they're like, yeah, we'll do it. Uh, and what's interesting is in Acts 12, we actually see James get executed uh, on behalf of the gospel. And John will be exiled. John lives this incredibly difficult life. He's the only apostle to not be put to death. But Really, he kind of still was because he was put into exile and died in exile. So he may not have been like outrightly murdered for his faith, but he still kind of was. So when when they're talking about drinking this cup, they did, in fact, drink this cup. And it was not an easy thing to do. They both suffered incredible lengths uh, to glorify God. And he's making these parallels to himself. If you read the last verse of this section, actually last... Uh, three verses starting in 26 but whoever would be great among you must be your servant and whoever would be first among you must be your slave even as the son of man came not to be served but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many I think he's kind of like really laying this out because remember this is happening right after Jesus talked about his death again so he's alluding to it all the time and he's telling them right here if you want to be great just like I am, like I decided to come out of my 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 personhood as God, as like to become a man. I became a servant to mm-hmm. this level so much so that I'm going to give my life too. Like he's mm-hmm. given up everything to ransom our souls for eternity. So it's just like it sounds great, but he's like, you better be careful what you're asking for because it's no little thing. 
Verse 24 is kind of funny. Again, like sometimes we don't imagine these stories as real people doing real things. Yeah. Verse 24 says, and when the 10 heard this, they were indignant at the two brothers. Again, imagine your mom shows up at work and is asking your boss in front of all your coworkers for a promotion. <laughs> That'd be a good way to upset all your coworkers. Well, what's funny though, is they all want the same thing. Cause yes, our they study do. Bibles even say like the reason they're upset is because they too want those same things. So it is funny how that that confusion can be found pretty much, I feel like, a lot of places. Like, yes, you want to do things for the kingdom, yep. but can yep. so easily get twisted and like tangled up in your own self-promotion Promotion, or yeah. glory or whatever you want to call it. So, it, yeah, that awkwardness of this was a real conversationing yeah. happening with real like grown men yeah (laughs) it's like oh gosh i think that's why jesus taught so many times about humility we're going to see that over and over Mm -hmm. and over and this is not the first time that jesus talks about uh, the last will be first and the first will be last and what's cool is they got it they like they came to a place where they understood it but it didn't happen until jesus had risen from the dead they were filled with the holy spirit they were sold out and committed to spreading and sharing the gospel but they did get it but and, I think what's interesting, too, though, is that they also it's it's cool for me to know that these guys that sometimes we put in our heads as like these like pretty right standing, like almost perfect right. guys. They right. struggled with this. This was not an easy thing so much so that they were like fighting about it. It's kind of nice to know that, yeah, they were human. They struggled with all the same things that we do. Right. And thankfully got to a point where the, it, something clicked and they continued to live a life where they sought humility instead of fame. So I think a really great uh, your part for today, we can actually tie these stories together. Humility is so important. And one of the key things to humility when it comes to Christian living is putting Christ above all things. So in the story of the vineyard, uh, Jesus is saying, like, don't be jealous of other people's reward. Like God is Mm -hmm. so gracious and so generous, and he's paying out things that we in no way deserve, no matter how hard we work, we don't deserve it. So don't. Um, resent other people who might appear like they actually did not put in as much as you did, but they still honored Christ with their lives. We should actually honor each other together, serve God together, and you know, be thankful that he loves us and cares for us in such a big way. Mm-hmm. And then the same theme shows up with this mother asking on behalf of her sons uh, to be promoted, to be put in this place of authority. Jesus tells them like, hey, if you want to be important, you need to be a servant. And we have no reason to believe that that command has changed. So I would encourage you directly, find some way to serve somebody today. Actually do it. So if you're listening to this, you know, to work on the way in the morning, figure out how you're going to serve your team uh, in one way that might be a little bit unique and a little bit above and beyond than what you have done before. If you're at home, listen to this, serve your family in such an incredible way today, like do something unique uh, to serve them above and beyond yourself. I know I didn't cover every possible scenario, Mm -hmm. uh, but really try hard to figure out a way to elevate others above yourself. Ultimately, when we do that, we honor Christ. We'll be back again tomorrow looking at Matthew 21. We'll see you then. 
Thanks for joining today's episode of God's Plan, Your Part. As always, please consider partnering with us as we are a listener-supported podcast that we hope to continue to grow with support from listeners just like you. We've made it super easy to partner with us, and you can support us by following the link in our show notes or our description. You can support us with as little as $3 a month. Every little bit of this helps so much, and we're so thankful for your support. With that in mind, here's today's reading. Matthew chapter 20. For the kingdom of heaven is like a master of a house who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with the laborers for a denarius a day, he sent them into his vineyard. And going out about the third hour, he saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And to them he said, You go into the vineyard too, and whatever is right I will give you. So they went. Going out again about the sixth hour and the ninth hour, he did the same. And about the eleventh hour he went out and found others standing, and he said to them, Why do you stand here idle all day? They said to him, Because no one has hired us. He said to them, You go into the vineyard too. And when evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, Call the laborers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last up to the first. And when those hired about the eleventh hour came, each of them received a denarius. Now when those hired first came, they thought they would receive more, But each of them also received a denarius. And on receiving it, they grumbled at the master of the house, saying, These last worked only one hour, and you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the day and the scorching heat. But he replied to one of them, Friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for a denarius? Take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give to this last worker as I give to you. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or do you begrudge my generosity? So the last will be first, and the first will be last. And as Jesus was going up to Jerusalem, he took the twelve disciples aside, and on the way he said to them, See, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be delivered over to the chief priests and scribes, and they will condemn him to death, and deliver him over to the Gentiles to be mocked and flogged and crucified, and he will be raised on the third day. Then the mother of the sons of Zebedee came up to him with her sons, and kneeling before him, she asked him for something. And he said to her, What do you want? She said to him, Say to these two sons of mine are to sit, one at your right hand and one at your left, in your kingdom. Jesus answered, You do not know what you are asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I am to drink? They said to him, We are able. He said to them, You will drink my cup, but to sit at my right hand and at my left is not mine to grant, but it is for those to whom it has been prepared by my father. And when the ten heard it, they were indignant at the two brothers. But Jesus called them to him and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great ones exercise authority over them. It shall not be so among you, but whoever would be great among you shall be your servant, and whoever would be first among you must be your slave." even as the Son of Man came not to be served but to serve, and to give his life as the ransom for many. And as they went out to Jericho, a great crowd followed him, and behold, there were two blind men sitting by the roadside. And when they heard that Jesus was passing by, they cried out, Lord, have mercy on us, Son of David. The crowd rebuked them, telling them to be silent, but they cried out all the more, Lord, have mercy on us, Son of David. And stopping, Jesus called them and said, What do you want me to do for you? They said to him, Lord, let our eyes be opened. And Jesus in pity touched their eyes, and immediately they recovered their sight and followed him. 
Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of God's Plan, Your Part. Don't forget, you can find us on just about every social media platform and YouTube. Let us know what you thought of today's episode, and if you have any questions, go ahead and post them there. You can also reach out to us directly at godsplanyourpart at gmail.com. As always, if you don't have a Bible, or if you'd like to use the one that we use, uh, reach out to us via email, and we'll be happy to send one to you. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you again tomorrow.